Happy Tuesday. Today, we are going to talk about junior golf, where we have gone wrong, and what we need to do to take full advantage of this amazing opportunity that is growing right in front of us. This and lots and lots more after the intro. Here we go. This is the Find the Green podcast with your host, PGA Master Professional, Jason Rockhold. That's right. It's been a long time coming since we've talked about junior golf here on the podcast. And I just really want to emphasize if it's done right, junior golf can be a considerable profit center for your facility. So what I want to do is I want to break down a couple things that you really want to pay attention to. And of those things, there are, you know, a half a dozen to a dozen things that we'll talk about on what you really need to do when it comes to junior golf. Okay, so we're going to break this down into juniors and then the parents. Okay, because there's a lot of action going on with both of them. And that leads to a lot of opportunity that could be had as long as we provide something that is interesting for either or both groups. So let's start off with juniors. And one of the most important things that you need to know when it comes to running a successful junior golf program is it needs to be fun. If you have 10 kids that show up and they're trying to learn how to play the game and you throw them out on the driving range and have them hit balls for one hour and make it just a standard range session for eight to 12 year olds, or I've seen a lot of places that will just say junior golf and they'll have six year olds come out and then they'll have 15 and 16 year olds come out to the exact same camp and they just have them come out and hit balls on the range and call that junior golf. Well, the most important part to actually growing it to the point that people start to come back and start to tell their friends about it and start to have their friends tell their friends. And next thing you know, your junior program goes from four to five kids to 60 to 70 kids is fun. As long as it's fun and things are getting done, if the kids are starting to get a little bit better every time that they come out and it's fun, your program will continue to grow. So the most important thing, hands down, the child has to have fun. If the child is not having fun, there is very little chance that they're going to stick around for more than a season. The parents may keep them in for the entire season just to tell them that they've got to try it out, but it's got to be fun so that you can get that kid interested in playing the game of a lifetime. How we can do that. I've got a dozen different things that you can do, but I'm just going to kind of focus on probably six or seven of them. Okay. So the first thing is when they come out, change up the drills. If you have a weekly session with a group, let's say it's Saturday at nine o'clock in the morning, one day you should have them come out and work on short game and chipping and stuff around the greens and putting. The next day, have them come out to the driving range and hit full shots. Have them come out one day and go into the trees and teach them how to hit shots out of the trees. Just change it up so that it's fun and it also builds a skill. 
I don't know how many of you have the skill to be able to go out there and hit the ball out of the trees whenever you want, but unfortunately for me, I need to know that skill. I need to know how to hit the ball out of the trees and punch it and keep it low underneath the branches and hook it around a corner so that I can get it up near the green. Those are fun skills that you can teach kids and it's something that changes it up. It's not going to the range every single time and hitting those same shots over and over and over. The next thing that I have to say works better than anything that I know of is doing skills tests with a reward. One of my juniors that I had when she was 13 years old, I actually talked to her seven or eight years later and she had come into one of the facilities that I worked at and she was like, oh wow, Jason, it's been so long and I gotta tell you, if it wasn't for the skills things that we did during your camps, I would not be playing golf. I wouldn't have gotten my scholarship. All I wanted to do was go out and do those skills tests. And I said, well, which one was the most fun? And she goes, well, remember when you put that big range basket out about 30 or 40 yards out and you put a $5 bill in the bottom of it and said, whoever can keep the ball in the in the bucket gets the $5. And after, you know, about four or five tries, she hit it and it went in. And I go, yeah, I remember that. And I stopped the entire range and had her run out and she got to lift the, the $5 bill up and she was really excited. But for that one moment, that happened that seems pretty minimal to have them come back seven years later and say that's the reason why they kept playing golf or that's one of the things that got them hooked to the game. It's kind of a fun thing to realize that that one small thing, that little reward that came with being able to do some specific skill got them to want to continue to play and in her case, get a college scholarship to a D1 school. So that's a huge thing about getting those skills tests to be fun is giving rewards. And it doesn't have to be a $5 bill. It can be a candy bar. It can be a Tootsie Roll. It can be five minutes of playing on Xbox. It can be anything as long as it's a reward to them. The next thing that I have to say is being able to have that teen or that child build friendships with other golfers that are there. It is one of the most important things in my life. I started playing when I was two, and believe it or not, this sounds so weird, but I had a foursome of five-year-olds that would go out and play almost every single day on a par three golf course when I was five years old. We had four of us, we were walking down the fairway, and the parents said that it was the cutest thing, and I'm gonna guess it was. So, <laughs> but one of the things that we enjoyed about that was I grew up with those guys that I played with and we all played high school golf. We played all the way up into college and I was the only one that actually went all the way to the point where I made it a profession, but golf was something that we centered around and it was a great thing to have growing up. It gave us a sense of focus and it really helped us with what we were trying to learn, not only in golf, but in life. So, wow, that was deep. Anyway, I'm just gonna sum it up with building friendships at the golf course is a great way to not only have success when you try to get to the golf course, but also with your relationships that you have outside of it, okay? Now, also from the club perspective, you definitely wanna make sure that you have a welcoming atmosphere at your club. And that means when any kids come out, when any of their parents come out, 
you are very excited to have them out there. They are the future of the game. Their parents are the now of the game. These are people that will absolutely build your top line revenue. And as long as their kids are having fun, they will happily continue to do that. Now, there's some great ways that you can really start to get some buy-in from some of those parents and the kids. And that is show some great things that the kids are doing. Put some pictures up of some of the junior camps. If some of the kids are playing in major junior events or even local junior events and they win or they get in the paper, make sure that you have a junior golf board that shows all of these great things that are happening. The cool thing about that is not only do those kids feel proud, their parents feel proud, and anybody that has a kid that comes in and says, wow, this facility is promoting a junior golf program whose kids are winning tournaments or pictures of those kids hanging out and having relationships with other golfers that are in there. Wow, these kids are actually bonding. My kid really needs to get out and do that. That would be great. And one of the cool things that the PGA of America is doing is PGA Junior League, which I've ran multiple teams as the director of instruction. I had five teams at one point for the different locations that we were at. And it was amazing what kind of buy-in that the parents had. It really took on a soccer feel where the parents came out. They had snack days where the parents were assigned snacks for the day. And it was one of the greatest experiences that you can have. And our PGA Junior League started out with one team. And in just a year, we had over 70 participants that we spread out over five different teams. So it is something that just with a little bit of fanning of the flame can really start to grow. And as we all know, if each one of those kids are paying $200 to be on that team and you've got 70 people, that's a pretty good chunk of change to be able to have staff come out and be able to pay them. It definitely allows you to throw parties. It allows you to make a decent amount of money, but still affects so many people in the right way. Down that same line, you can host junior golf events. There are dozens of junior golf associations that would love to be able to have a tournament at your golf course. And as long as you can find a way that you can get them out there, a lot of the times we were able to accommodate afternoon weekends for junior golf and it really allowed for us to be able to have a full afternoon of golf for the kids and not have a negative impact on our top line revenue. A couple other little skills that I definitely found out over the course of years of doing junior golf, if you can divide the kids up into age divisions, it makes it a lot easier for that building friendship and getting those skills somewhere close to about the same and i've divided it up where it was age divisions i've divided it up where it was skill divisions where i had a six-year-old playing with 12-year-olds because the six-year-old was a better golfer than most of the 12-year-olds and also ultimately the guys and girls that it's a great way to get some of the girls to get to know each other and practice together and go on to become better golfers together and not really have to worry about anything other than playing golf which is a great thing to do for them half day full day golf clinics over the weekends really help parents 
be able to have that kid in a great program and be able to get some stuff done that they need to get done over the weekend or be able to just kind of sneak away for the weekend. It's almost, I'd hate to say a glorified babysitter because it's not because usually our half day and full day clinics have a lot of things like golf in there. I've actually done multi-sport golf camps where it had tennis and golf and swimming and lunch and just gave them an entire day of fun and we continued to grow that out and it just built and built and lastly and this is something that i highly recommend going to with your older kids when they get into that 12 and 13 15 year old range uh is signing them up for what we call monthly coaching and that would be having them pay a monthly fee whether it be $150, $300, and that gets them unlimited range time. You can work it in with unlimited golf. And based on a, a lesson schedule for anybody that signed up for monthly coaching, it can allow them to come and get some tips and lessons throughout that time frame. And it, I've seen some really good things as of late start to pick up when it comes to the coaching. And it's a great way to get 20 people to sign up and there's $3,000 a month right there that allows you to feel a little bit more stable as an instructor, but also gives that student full access to multiple different avenues to get better at the game and also have a professional be able to look at their golf swing and give them the tweaks that they need to start to mold them into the golfer that they want to be. So there's a lot of things for the juniors to keep it fun, to keep it interesting, to get them a little bit more connected. Now, here are some things that I recommend as parental spinoffs. And what I mean by that is there are a lot of parents that will come and bring their child and then sit in the car for an hour and a half waiting for that lesson to end or sit in the pro shop and read a book or just kind of sit there and not be engaged, just kind of waiting for their child to get done with the day's activities. So what you can do to increase your overall top line revenue and get the parents a little bit more bought into coming to the facility are doing little things like a quick nine hole deal where if the parents come in and their child is a part of one of the junior programs, then they can run out and play nine holes really quickly until that lesson is done for a small fee, of course, or do parental leagues. Anybody that's in that golf league will make sure that we have the kids for two and a half hours and it opens up some time that that parent can come out and play a little bit of golf and potentially have their golf game get a little bit better. There's nothing better than having the parents' golf game start to grow and the child's golf game start to grow because then that fire lights in both of them and it allows them to start to come back to the golf course a little bit more frequently. Down that same line of thought, you can do range deals where they can come out and hit golf balls during that practice session. And you could also do junior parent lessons where the parent and the junior come out, you want to make sure that 
that lesson is a little bit more steered to the younger demographic, but you can also do junior parent golf events. And that's everything from a junior golf tournament to having them come out and do a parent junior skill event, trying to hit it over a a large board or trying to break glass or the blackjack game with wedges or hitting it out of a bunker, punching it out of the rough. Everything is at your disposal. So it's just something that allows you to get that parent and junior to work together and start to build that relationship outside of the parent-child relationship. It now goes into that partnership relationship where they're working together to potentially win an event. So it's a great thing that you can do. It, It does build slowly, but... As you keep it fun and people start to tell other people, it really starts to grow. Also, now this is a little bit outside of the box, but this is kind of one of those parents only while the child is at that practice. Rules classes to teach the parents a little bit about the golf rules. So when they're out watching their child or watching what's going out on the golf course, they can actually help be rules officials during events. You can also do golf parenting classes where you can teach them how to be a better golf parent and how to support their child through that. Because I have to admit that I've seen a lot of kids that have left the game, even though they were really good players, just because of the support or lack of support or intense support of the child trying to get them to be the greatest player that ever lived or not getting them to the golf course to practice. So I've seen all aspects of it and there is definitely a huge benefit to having a good idea, having a plan when it comes to being a golf parent and what you can do as a golf professional is hold a couple classes that will allow them to understand some of the expectations that you have as a golf professional that will allow you to connect with their child a lot better on the golf course. And some of these golf parenting classes should be taught by your head professionals and directors of golf. These are the people that have been running junior programs for years and years and have seen a lot of different things. And like I said before, It's very important to have some of those interns and younger kids get out there and learn how to teach juniors. However, the director of golf, head golf professional need to be the head of these programs so that the parents have somebody to go to and know that that golf professional has been in the business long enough, has done enough junior programs that these are going to be well-supported and actually get their kid to enjoy the game more, okay? So now a little bit completely outside of the box for a parent spinoff because some parents just don't wanna play golf. They want their kid to play golf, but they don't really care about it. And so it depends on the facilities that you have. But for example, during that lesson time, you might be able to run a cooking class with your chef and have a half a dozen people 
show up for this cooking class when their kids are out in their junior program and make a meal for the night and be able to take that home for the family. It's not only a great way for them to learn how to cook a little bit, but it also serves two things. They're able to utilize that time that they're waiting there for their child to play and practice and learn, but they're also utilizing that to learn how to cook. And actually, when they get home, they basically just open up their their meal and give it out. They've already made it. It's already done. And it's a great meal taught by a chef. Uh, Also, massages, you know, there's a lot of clubs out there that have massage rooms and it might be a great time to offer a deal to anybody that has their kid in an hour, hour and a half class, do a 45 minute massage. And there you go. You've got 45 minute massage, perfectly timed up with your junior golf and the parent walks out feeling so much more relaxed and the child walks out very excited that he had a great time at junior golf camp. So there's a lot of things that you can connect with that. And I want you to realize that it doesn't have to be golf centric. And I want you to also understand that the more things that you connect with that junior golf program, which by the way, is growing over the last couple of years, the numbers of juniors have continued to grow. And it's very important that we grab onto this and really start to take full advantage of the opportunities. So went over a lot today. It's almost 25 minute session. So I thank you for listening. If you've got all the way here, kudos. Thank you so much. And as always in the outro, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just want to talk a little bit, send me an email, send me a direct message on Instagram, and I will talk to you next week. See ya. listening to this week's find the green podcast with pga master professional jason rockhold hit subscribe now to get the latest find the green podcast with new episodes uploaded every week email your questions and comments to jrockhold at pga.com or reach out on your favorite social media twitter instagram facebook all at find the green 